Lord, we worship you. Can you lift up your hands? Just throw your hands up and worship him. The one that is called the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The Bible says, for this reason, God has highly exalted him. I'm giving him a name as above every other name. At the mention of the name of Jesus, of things in the heavens, of things on earth, and of things under the earth, will bow their knees. I command every contrary spirit to bow today. I command sickness to bow this morning. I invoke the power of the resurrection for chains to be broken, people to be delivered, wonders to begin to happen. Blessed be the name of our God. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise His name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may, you may be seated. I know you have trouble sitting. There's such an anointing. You know, Romans 1 and verse 4 is what I read to you. The Bible says Jesus Christ was declared. He didn't say he was spoken of. He was declared to the whole world. To be the son of God with power. According to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead. Indeed, that's why it is clear that had Jesus not risen, our faith will be in vain. I want to congratulate somebody that something good is already happening. I'm talking about by the power of resurrection. Listen, don't look at your neighbor. If you're expecting God to visit you, this is the most powerful time in the Christian uh, calendar. I said something good is already happening. Something better is going to show up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read to you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse from verse 17, it says, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain and we're yet in our sins. Then those that have fallen asleep in Christ are perishing in vain. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we of all men will have been the most miserable. Mm. But listen to the message Bible says, and if Christ wasn't raised, then all you are doing is wandering around in the dark as lost as ever. It is even worse for those who died hoping in Christ and resurrection because they are already in their graves. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. But I bring you the good news. Verse 20 says, but the truth is that Christ has been raised up. The first in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemetery. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. That's the truth. Christ is risen. Can you rise to your feet? I sought the Lord this morning and I said, we cannot have just another repetitive Sunday as we gain more knowledge and understanding of the power of the resurrection Sunday. And I said, what is it that is important we need to remember? And I heard only one word, love. 
the Holy Spirit said it was love that moved the Father. Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave Jesus. When Jesus got to Gethsemane and saw the ugliness of the death that awaited him, he first asked the Father to excuse him. Then he saw you, and he saw you, and he saw what you're going to go through, and he saw what you need for the devil to be taken out of your, your situation. And he said, nevertheless, not my will. Meaning what? His will was to avoid it. But his, your will be done, my father, because of those who are going to need me. It was love that sent Jesus to the cross. It was love that made him agree to go. And it was love that caused the father not to forsake him in the grave and raise him with the most awesome demonstration of God's power ever was and ever will be and raise him from the dead. As you remain standing with me this morning, I want to ask you, what do you understand by love? Give me one word. Love. Give me one word that you can relate to with love. Who said sacrifice? Hold on, hold on. You said sacrifice. Human love. Let's talk about human love. What is a demonstration of human love? Feelings. Giving. So you and your husband is giving you used to sell to demonstrate love. But there, stop it. Human love. Let me hear. How do we Attention. Anybody else? Care. Feelings. Emotions. Affection. Okay, if that was all that God knew about love, we would be in our grave. You said giving. Stay with me. How many of us give? Not just give what you have, give yourself. Do you know the love that we celebrate today is more than an emotion? There is emotion in it. It's more than a feeling. That's what the Lord said I should tell you. If you're a Christian, can you stop playing the game of love that men play? Yes, the feeling is good. Yes, the affection should be there. Yes, the emotion should be demonstrated. Yes, you should be emotional in your relationship. What about attachment? Are we attached to people we love or not? Yes, there should be attachment. What about connection? Do you feel connected to some people or not? But it shouldn't stop there. If Jesus stopped at these words, he would never have gone to the cross. There's also giving. Many of us struggle to give what we have. What you have is not you. It's easier for me to give you my money, give you my clothes, give you my car, than for me to give you myself. The love that enables us to have resurrection 
went beyond that. And that love is a pattern. Don't just take resurrection and not obtain the resurrection power. The love that we enjoin from the Lord has gone beyond that. He was connected to us and yet he didn't want to go to cross. He decided love has to be also given. Not just giving what you have and some people cannot even give what they have. You give who you are. The way we give ourselves to our children and that's why God is called the father. He said tell them. Most parents will take a bullet for their children, true or false. How many spouses will take a bullet for their spouse? No answer. I know the answer. Don't, don't answer. I don't want to expose us. That is why God is not called the husband. He's not called the wife. God is called God the father. If we're going to celebrate resurrection, let us get our love right. Because he first loved us, we now learn how to love. How many of you are giving yourself to the work of the Lord? How many of you are giving yourself to your church, Grace Assembly? And this is what the Lord died for. The church. He died for the church. He's called the head of the church. We are his body. And very soon we're going to be joined together forever. If he died for you. He gave himself for you. Is it not about time for us to give ourselves to him? Let's not have a hypocritical celebration today. And I know some of us have given of ourselves to him, but how many of us have given all of ourselves to him? How many of us have thought about it? You know, giving yourself to the Lord is doing what he wants when, even when it's not convenient. How many of you when it's time for me to see my daughter in university, inconvenience doesn't stop me because I'm a father. But when it is church, inconvenience keeps a lot of people out of church. It's not convenient. It wasn't convenient for Jesus to go to the cross. He was a man like you and I. He had a choice. But he chose you over convenience. Can we start our walk with God all over again? And abandon convenience. The love of man, the love of the world, is not the love you used to serve God. It's not acceptable. He said for me to tell you, the love 
that birthed resurrection Sunday was sacrificial love. Your sacrifice. What is valuable to you? He gave his life so that we may live. I know what? The position the father gave him, he said, I'm going to share with all of them. That's why he says, Say, I go away, but I'll come back to receive you to myself so that where I am, in the estate where I am, that's where you will be. Everyone that receives him. I'm going to read one scripture. As a matter of fact, bring forth that slide that I sent to you, multimedia, about the symbol of love. I had to share this with you. Look up on the screen. It says, I always thought love was shaped like this. But it's actually like that. The first one is a feeling. The first one is human. The first one is mushy-mushy. If you really love somebody, you have to go through the valley of the shadow of death with them. You don't quit. That's why David said, the love that I understand, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of that, I shall fear no evil. For what? Thou art with me. The love of this world, when you go through, a lot of people disappear. Can we stop loving like that? It's good to draw that heart shape. But it's better you remember the cross. John 15 verse 13, the Passion Translation. I'm going to share this. I hope it goes viral that people remember. The love of Christianity is not mushy-mushy. It's sacrificial love. The Bible says, for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his love for his children. Father, this morning we gather together to worship and to thank you and to bless your name for the gift of eternal life in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you did not raise him from the dead, we would be the most miserable, laughable collection of people. But we thank God, Romans says, by a demonstration of power, you acknowledge him to be the son of God by an awesome resurrection from the dead. This truly is the greatest love of all. And we come to say thank you. As we have received, help us to learn and to walk in this truth that we may truly become the light of this world and the salt of this earth. That those that have not seen you before will not need to see you. When they see us, they have seen the Father. Jesus said, when you see me, you have seen the Father. Because what the Father will do is what I will do. Thank you, Father, for a new anointing to help us to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing you and abounding in the knowledge of this great God of the greatest love of all. Thank you. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Help me look at the universe. Say, I'm loving you now. I'm loving you now. 
Don't push the person away. Say, keep learning, keep learning, keep loving. <laughs> All right, church. Can I have your attention for five minutes? I'm speaking to you this morning about the greatest love of all and it shouldn't be only from God. We should reflect who he is. A child has to be like the parent. A son has to look like the father. It is a travesty when God is a God of the greatest love and with us there's a struggle. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. It means that the God kind of love does not exist if you don't embrace sacrifice. And we have, we're enjoying the ultimate sacrifice and we should have learned. God had only one son. He didn't have many. And still gave him. How many of us will have one and give? I wouldn't even ask you because you will probably kill me for asking. You won't do it first and then you'll come after me for even asking. And when Jesus went, you know what God did? His spirit, he sent his spirit to replace the Lord on earth. So that we're never alone. The Amplified Version of John 15 verse 13 says, No one has greater love no stronger commitment. I want you to bring that up. The amplified version of John 15 verse 13, it says, no one has greater love, no stronger commitment. They amplified, not classic, they amplified. No one has greater love, no stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friend. Two words we want to go home with. Sacrificial. Committed. Real love is sacrificial love and committed love. That's why we're able to sit comfortably in this room. I think multimedia, if you're having a struggle, send me a word because I want to move very quickly. Romans 5 verse 7a to 8, the message Bible says, we can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. I want to ask a question. That's the scripture. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. Let me ask you, do you think you're worth dying for? If I knew all your mess, do you think you're worth dying for? Now, everybody's hiding. Nobody wants to make eye contact with me because all of us know that we're not worth dying for. In any case, let me ask you, who on earth would die for you? Please mention the person and let me test it. I'm a pastor. I have had the unfortunate task of burying a lot of people. I have never buried somebody and somebody jumped into the grave. I have never. It has never happened. Your children won't jump in. Be sure your spouse won't jump in. Me, your pastor, I won't jump in. I should come your own. Now, so I come my own. I will tell you, help me 
sprinkling my mansion. I'll join you soon. I have a few things to finish. I'm just trying to lighten it up a bit. When it's time for you to go, people will cry. But they'll stand at the edge. If the soil starts giving by your grave, you know, you see people. I thought you loved this person. All I would say is, I haven't finished my assignment. I'll join you soon. No vex. You came alone, you're going alone. There's only one person that will never leave nor forsake you. Even in death, he said, I will come and receive you. Can we celebrate the lover of our soul? But verse 38 says, Even though we can understand someone dying for a person we're dying for, but God put his love on the line for us. Hey! But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death even while we have no use whatever to him. Multimedia, can you help me just bring verse 28, verse verse 8. Verse 8, I'm sorry, verse 8. Romans 5, verse 8, the Message Bible. Can you read with me, everybody, please? But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. If somebody can do that for you when you have no use, you are, when something has no use, it is useless. Whilst you were useless, Jesus said, can I escape from this? He said, no. When he was on the cross, he, he shouted, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, my Lord, my God, why have you forsaken me? God did not answer. For people that were useless to him. Of no use whatsoever. Oga, calm down. If you think you're all that and a bag of potato chips, not so. You're just one out of seven billion people. So when the Lord draws you to himself, it's the best gift we could have. Can we celebrate the Lord today? The Amplified Classic of verse 8 says, But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us. God shows in Easter time and clearly proves his own love. I speak as a lawyer. The evidence is stacked in his favor. It's an open and short case that God loves us. I have four children. I ain't going to give nobody one. Nobody. I will not. God had only one. And those of us who are completely useless to him, he gave the one. But God has shown it and clearly proves his own love. It is now time for us to prove our own love. That's where I'm going. Freely you have received the love. Freely 
give the love. He says he has proven the love by the fact that while we're still yet seen as Christ the Messiah, the anointed one died for us. I want to close with Romans 8, 38 to 39. I read from the Amplified Bible. Not the classic, the Amplified. It says, For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things present or unthreatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God. What are your hands doing? The unlimited, the unlimited love of God. The unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Father, we want to thank you for your sacrificial love. We want to thank you for your committed love. We want to thank you for your unlimited love. In time, continuing in all of eternity. And that love is embodied in one called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Lord and our Savior. We celebrate the greatest love of all. We apologize that we have not walked in the love that we have received. By your mercy, we will start afresh. Let this be the beginning of another segment of our being born again. The Bible says the light of the just should be like the, the path of the just should be like the shining light that shineth brighter and brighter again. The Message Bible, Ephesians 17, verse 9, is a blessing. And I cannot leave this place without releasing a blessing because even when all of us were useless to God, He still loved us. My job is to serve God by serving you. So I am called to bless and not to curse. And I leave you with a blessing in the Message Bible, Ephesians 17 to 19. It says that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. Can you say amen? And I ask him that with both feet planted family on love, you will be able to take in all the all, with all Christians, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Sure. And I ask him that with both with planted family on love, you will be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. That you will reach out and experience the breath. You will test its length. You plumb its depths. And you rise to the heights of his love. You will live full lives you live full lives in the fullness of God. So shall he be with you and you and I in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I want to congratulate you. Help me look at somebody and say, you are the greatest love of God. I congratulate you. I don't know why, but thank God. <laughs> you are the greatest love of God. <laughs> and touch yourself. Say, I too, I am the greatest love of God. Because he died for me. Amen.